she swore that they were real. I don't really know why I was buying Cuban cigars on a beach in Thailand anyway. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about scams. Today, I've seen so much crap on the internet that <laughs> oh, it, it's not even worth repeating of, of uh, what all these morons are saying about uh, all of a sudden everyone's a, an expert in microbiology. But uh, yeah, it got me thinking. Scams. I've had uh, some experience with some pretty interesting ones. And I think for traveling around, if you're if you haven't traveled in a while, if you're young or you know someone that's young that's about to maybe take a let's say a senior trip or a, a post college trip, anything, and if they're not really affluent in traveling abroad, there's a lot of scams that are that are out there that will get you. Some are not very malevolent. This is going to hurt you financially, but others, some other ones are. I just want to talk about those, and uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But first, I want to plug my Facebook page. If you want to contact me, if you have some scams of your own, Facebook, um, Rambling B. Jones Podcast, you can find that page. That's the best way to message me. And again, look for me on um, – not really a lot of people uh, upload by um, uh, Apple Podcast. It's kind of surprising. I thought that would be my biggest one. Most are Spotify, but – However you listen, doesn't matter to me as long as you're listening. So I really appreciate that. And again, help spread the word. And if you have any ideas for future shows, um, uh, guest advertising, I, I know I'm not advertising. I don't think the show's up to, to par yet to do that, but ho hopefully it gets there. But if you have any interest or uh, things of that nature, the best way to contact me is through Facebook. So I wanted to say that before we got into the scams. I'll start off by talking about the probably the one I opened the show with is the, the Cuban cigars in, in wherever you are. Uh, you're not in Cuba, but hey, here comes some guy or gal down the beach holding up a box of Cubans. And if you don't know much about cigars, <laughs> then you're probably buying them on the beach in Mexico, right? And it, the, the funniest way, way to put this into perspective is it, not really calling it it is a fake, uh, and I will guarantee, no matter how much you plead or uh, claim how big of a aficionado you are, it's fake. No matter where you bought it, if you bought it outside of a, a, a uh, an authorized shop that can sell Cubans, it's fake. It's fake, fake, and it's fakety fake, 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 fake. It doesn't matter. Uh, that was that was real Cuban. You probably heard that. Like, yeah, I was down in Mexico, and uh, uh, this guy on the beach, man, gave me a, a, a really good deal, half the price of uh, of what it cost in Cuba. He, he knows a guy who knows a guy. You know? No, it's fake. It's fake, fake, fake. But what what does fake really mean in the terms of a cigar? There are a lot of videos online where people cut them open, and that's the best way to see what is a fake. Uh, it's not fake maybe in the sense that it's not tobacco. It Maybe, but then it also might be tobacco on the outside because cigars are rolled from uh, different leaves. And uh, on the inside is just can be pieces of tobacco, low-cut tobacco, like low-rate from who knows where, or... Some of the funnier ones are floor sweepings that they just, from like a cigar shop, whatever's cut up and left on the floor, they sweep it up and fill it with these cigars. And you can print a band 
And if you don't know anything about <laughs> I don't even know. I, 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 it's just something I went down on a rabbit hole one day. And I was like, interesting, because they're always trying to sell them. And I just assume they're fake. But I would see people buying them out of boxes from people on the beach who are also selling everything else that's fake, fake Ray-Bans and this and that. The boxes all look the same, even though they're supposed to be different brands. And I know cigars are supposed to be kept at a certain humidity, and it's 100% humidity and 100 degrees on the <laughs> whatever beach. I just assume they're fake, but then hearing the numbers that people are buying the cigar, I'm like, wow, that's that's a lot of money for something that's I assume they knew was ob obviously fake, but it's uh, apparently not. So just anyone that um, brings you one back, I wouldn't dare touch it, but just by knowing what could be in it, because, uh, man, they, you see all kinds of crap, plastic uh, bugs inside of them. And also, I, I do know when, uh, I think cigars are imported to the U.S. or just pretty much in general, any reputable supplier has to freeze them to kill the beetles inside because I think tobacco has beetle larvae that are in them and the, the beetles will come out. So I've heard of stories of people having nice humidors. Somebody gives them on vacation, wants to be nice. Hey, I, I bought you a Cuban when I was down in uh, uh, Jamaica. I don't know. And they put it in their humidor. Well, those larvae hatch and eat up all the other real cigars in their box so if someone buys it for you yeah it's up to you if you can tell them like i appreciate it but i guarantee you got ripped off because if you don't buy it from a shop because it's a, a commodity and that's something that you need to realize wherever you are and this applies to gold whatever diamonds whatever they're pitching cigars uh let's go yeah whiskeys wines um, uh, cashmere sweaters coffees blue mountain coffee kona coffee those if, if it's a valuable product it holds this value across the world there's no place where you're going to go and it's instantly uh 25% of the cost if you go to italy and buy a ferrari they're not it's like hey they're 10 bucks cuz this is italy right no they hold their value globally. So with Cuban cigars, they hold their value. They're not going to be out on the street where people can sell them. Uh, yeah, here's a, this one costs $50. Look at the band that uh, I didn't print off on my home <laughs> computer <laughs> that doesn't have holograms on it. It's obviously fake. But hey, I'll let you have it for $10. So if, if you want to take those kind of risks and uh, waste your money that way, go ahead. But the health reasons for that, uh, man, and it, you just don't know what's on the inside of those. So it's not saying, and maybe people anticipate, well, maybe it's not like, like the highest quality, but it's lower. No, it can be, you don't know what's in there. And I just recommend going online, watching some videos on that. And you'll see that it gets, uh, it gets pretty gross. What's on the inside of those things. So if it's outside of a shop, the, the government of Cuba controls, who sells their cigars globally, okay? So their brands are ran by the state. They're not giving them to that, uh, to, to, the, to the Rasta man in Ocho Rios, okay? It's, it's fake. No matter who, what people tell you, just point them here. They can argue it. It's fake. 
fake, fake, fake. So also that goes on with alcohols too. Something you have to be, uh, if you drink or like some mixed drinks, you do have to be so careful. Uh, you probably remember what happened, uh, if you're not aware, this was a huge problem last summer in the, the Caribbean with uh, fake alcohol. So this definitely was fake alcohols. It was, uh, I guess, like bathtub hooch that had contaminants in it and killed people all over the Caribbean. But this goes on around the world. And something like, most commonly, the way they uh, can pass it off is by mixed drinks. Something that have a lot of other flavors in it and using like a, a, a vodka that is uh, completely, who knows what it has in it, probably made through a radiator or something, but has deadly contaminants in it. And they can mask that flavor more so than giving you like a, something that you would drink straight that you would recognize as high quality or not. This is something that maybe like absolute vodka, it would take that bottle and fill it full of the very cheap stuff. And as they're mixing your drinks, you think, oh, well, they're using some brands I know. It, it should be safe. Well, you, you, did you see them fill, fill those bottles, you know, in the back? This is a very common scam that uh, a lot of smaller shops run in developing countries. I've even seen this one in China, and it's happened a lot. Uh, my first semester in China, we had a it was a, a Spanish student died in my hotel lobby from fake alcohol poisoning. And uh, it's it, what it was. They, were, I think, the bars at that time they were offering you could have, uh, however, un unlimited uh, mixed drinks, right? And is, um, these are imported products. You, you know, it's fake for whatever ten, ten, fifteen dollars. You can have unlimited of these when uh, uh, it's an imported product that's quite expensive. So if you don't drink alcohol, you have nothing to worry about. Wrong. I was in China and doing a hike. I can't remember exactly the trail, but it, it was it was very long, and it was in Hunan, which is uh, the home of like Shaolin. It's called the Shaolin Su, the Shaolin Temple, but it's also home of Zen Buddhism. So it has these very mystic mountains, and you can go hiking. So I was there with my friend, and we went hiking, and it was a super steep, long hike. So by the time we come out, I was a bit thirsty, and there was someone with a cart, and they were selling. You know, there's a couple bottles of water. The, the sun was going down, so it was a little hard to see. I also had some, like, Fanta orange soda. So I was like, yeah, I'll have that one. And I was going to get it. My friend said, no, 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 it's fake. I said, what, what do you mean it's fake? He goes, the, the soda, it's fake soda. I said, how do you have fake soda? Oh, you meant they've refilled it, huh? He's like, no, they. it's completely underground operation. They'll or garage, whatever you want to say, operation, and they make the bottles. It's sealed, but it's fake. So I look at it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it looks a little off now that you mention it. So I was like, well, I'm going to buy it anyway. I crapped my pants for three weeks. No, I didn't. There's no way I drank it. Do you think I'm that stupid? Maybe a little, but not that much. So I just took it back because I wanted to see it. it was so cheap. It didn't matter. I'm going to see what does it look like. What's a fake soda look like? And the the label, yeah, it was just a little bit off, almost like a, a counterfeit, uh, like currency or money. It was just a little bit off. The paper is a little weird. The printing, yeah, that's that's not it. Also, the bottle, the bottle's definitely reused, and you could see that. Maybe when you're outside, you think, well, it's just where they've 
had it in the the card and the ice is just scraped it on the outside but if you start noticing it's like this bottle has been used a lot then when you look at the liquid inside it, it definitely had little sediment in it and the I guess the viscosity of it was just not right. It, some things were in, it was not, uh, I guess, monolithic. I, I don't know if that would apply to liquids, but uh, the color was just not the same. It had different layers of uh, buoyancy of the water. Right? It was just something was in it that shouldn't have been in it. So it would, there's no way I would drink that to find out what it was. She was also selling water, so I assume, and I do know, uh, this can happen very easily that they they sell water that's just out of a tap that's using bottles that they get. So this can happen anywhere. And it, it can be a bit hard to know um, if you're buying a fake uh, water or soda. Absolutely. Especially if they go through that length and effort to, to do that. And it's on such a a product that you think, well, Cuban cigars, yeah, they're expensive anyway, or certain alcohols like whiskeys, yeah, I can see where they would fake that in a in a, a shady restaurant or or bar or something. But soda, that that one's a bit uh, that one would, would be easily overlooked, or water as well, a bottle of water. So if it just looks off, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to say, nah, it's all right, or uh, try to go on. So that, that, that one's a, a bit of a, ju a judgment call, but just be aware that it does exist. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I know they fake everything, but come on. This, I mean, why, why would you fake it? Because it, it, you can buy it so cheap anyway and then mark it up on the spot. Uh, it seems like you wouldn't want to go through the effort of manufacturing fake ones. But they did and had the, the sill and everything and opened it and it was just a bit off. But where, you know, you're out in the sun, again, you're exhausted and uh, maybe excited about where you are, not focusing on that. You just want something to drink. That one can can uh, can happen. And I, I don't want to know what would how that was made or what would happen if you did drink it again. It goes back to the. Uh, is it too good to be true? Why Why would it be so cheap? Is, this isn't a place that even produces this item, like the Cuban cigars. Uh, the Cuban cigars are a very good base model to think about that. They don't produce it there. Why would it be cheaper than where it comes from? And even if you go to where it comes from, it's not any cheaper. Maybe I mean, fractionally, if it is, because it's a a, a controlled, valuable resource. So if you find this outside of its element... It might sound like very simple, but people get caught all the time in markets, restaurants, uh, on beaches. If it's out of its element, I would just avoid it altogether. And especially if it's out of its, uh, yeah, if it's out out of its element, who's selling it? Where does it originally come from? How would they obtain it? If you just think about those things, you might be like, oh yeah, this could, this could be, uh, especially if it's something you ingest. It could uh, definitely could save your life. So uh, I really recommend being very meticulous with what you consume when you're traveling abroad because some scams run deep in that. Also with steaks and a lot of steakhouses, they can pass it off pretty well now with meats like like um, glued meat. They they take meat and it's called meat glue and you can make a like those uh, morons that sell the 
the ribeyes out of the back of vans. You start seeing that in the summer, right? Okay, they're they're selling twenty ribeyes for twenty bucks. Okay, you you know you should know what a nice ribeye cost. Why? How could they be selling it that cheap? Is it really real? Well, it's not. They take just it's processed meat. It's meat glued. They do pretty do a pretty good job at packaging it to make it look real, but uh, it, it's dog meat. So again, you run into this on a lot of restaurants all over China. Specifically, you have the hairy crab. It's in eastern China. It's a crab. It's also called the mitten crab. It grows hair on its uh, uh, claws, and it's it's like a blue crab, but highly valuable. And uh, in it's around the, the fall that these things come into season. Well, they have to. They actually had to create a laser system that they laser etch the shells to show that these crabs do come from a, the actual stated region because a lot of lower restaurants <laughs> pull crabs up out of the, who knows, out of sewer water and be like, yeah, 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 this, this comes from, uh, the, you know, Hangzhou Lake. Uh, these are very, this is a prime product. And if you don't know, kind of like the go back to the Cuban thing, if you just decided all of a sudden you're going to start smoking cigars on the beach and, uh, well, if we were in Jamaica, let's go to the, the beach in the Bahamas. You don't know. So don't assume that that's the best time to start trying something, especially something like that. Because unless you do know, I would advise some caution. <clears throat> so moving on from foods. <laughs> Whoa. Excuse me. Um <laughs> I, w I would also recommend if you're going into restaurants, especially in tourist areas, and, and I know this, this might sound like uh, this kind of sandal Bahama shirt with the, you know, the, the socks, socks and sandal combination kind of tourist. But a lot of times you find yourself in areas that are common at, like attractions that you do want to see. They're very big attractions or uh, locations that that's just how it is. It's going to be wrought with all of these tourist trap restaurants. So you do get hungry, you do get thirsty. If anything does not have a price on a menu, and this might sound like the most basic common sense, but when you're traveling, and a lot of this does go to vulnerability, you're tired. You've traveled, you're, you're jet lagged, you're tired, you're excited, whatever. So you, you just want something to drink. Let me go and uh, get a bottle of water. Maybe you need to ask what it costs first. Because this one is a very common scam, and this doesn't have, uh, America does not have any immunity for these scams because one of the biggest ones in the world was in Miami Beach, on South Beach. And, uh, and it's actually in the most famous, or was, they finally went out of business, but uh, for years in the Colony uh, Hotel, which is the most famous one of the Art Deco hotels that you always see on Miami Vice. They had a restaurant under there, and they were charging like, it was famous for this. You go and order anything. A drink, a drink is going to be fifty bucks. You you have a something to drink and uh, just like a sandwich. You, you're they're going to give you a two hundred dollar bill. So then then it's kind of a fight with some hooligans, right? To to get out of there. And this was in uh, South Beach, which you might not be surprised. <laughs> but uh, again, that's America, and this happens all over the world. So if you don't see a price on the menu, exercise caution. Big time. Get them to give you a price. And it, it, it seems like uh, something very simple, but in most common areas or, or tourist areas, just all the businesses that will lie around there, 
This one happens more times than you think, especially in restaurants. Or they're awful, excuse me, they will offer a special, give you a menu for a special, and you order the, let's say, just uh, steak and fries <clears throat> off, off of the, uh, the, the lunch menu. They'll bring you the, okay, let's say that should be whatever, uh, 150 grams, but they bring you the 175 gram version that's uh, the dinner, that is. 10 times more, but you never saw the dinner menu. So that one happens a lot as well. Make sure that you're getting what they give you on the menu. If it says it's $10, it should be $10, okay? Not go to the bill, it's $50. Well, hey, you ordered the dinner when it actually runs out in that very tiny print at that time, but you told me that it was here, right? So just know that, and that's something to, to be aware of. <clears throat> also... Uh, something that will maybe rope you in if you're not aware and something you should always do before you go anywhere is to at least know what official government seals look like. What is a state seal? What is the, the locality? What, what colors represent them? What is their identity? Because I have run into this several times that I've just done research on what would a like an agent or someone I need to buy something from, what do they look like? What are they wearing? Because usually if you go to an area where you need, uh, a, a specific example was in Thailand. I needed to go to an island. I think it was Cochin was the name of the island, if, if I'm not mistaken. And the boat to get over there was had all of these tables and everyone, companies, companies, companies. And they were, yeah, you can go to the island for you know, maybe $50 a person, something kind of crazy. And then, yeah, we'll also give you this kind of uh, tour along the way and this and that. And I'm like, no, 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 hang on. This this isn't right. So I started looking, looking, and it was across the street. I noticed the seal that I was looking for uh, that that the localities used. I recognized it. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go across the street and talk to them in, in here. And it was actually a, a kind of a... A convenience store, but they were the ones who were actually authorized to sell the tickets to take the boat across. And it was like a dollar, two dollars. And we, we actually took a boat over our, our stuff. So that definitely paid off there. And it's paid off other times. I, I know even in the Bahamas, it's the same kind of deal in Freeport. I was wanting to, I think, take some, it was some mode of transportation and the actual government transportation was a booth far in the back. You have a million other vultures in front of them, and the employees just like, yeah, whatever, checking their phone. So I recognize the symbol, so I'm like, that's the real one, not, not all of these guys, even though everything they have is plastered, official, official, official guide, and this and that. No. Always no where you're going to buy like certain things like that for access tickets for any uh like transportation um uh like either tickets or vehicles you, you need to know what is the official representation for whatever you're doing kind of like going to an airport you don't even think twice on, on the at least i hope not i guess they still pick people off or they would stop doing it right you go to the airport hey taxi 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 well you know the taxi's right outside and this guy's gonna probably mug you <laughs> well they're always still there but you know to go outside and 
see the official taxis. Well, just apply that to other things as well. Recently, when I was in Costa Rica, that w- that's a problem going into uh, Manuel Antonio National Park. The road splits off to go to the ticket office. There are official whatevers holding signs in the street that say closed. Uh, parking is full. They even stopped in front of my car and hit on my hood to say, hey, you can't go down this road. It's uh, the parking closed. You have to park down here. Well, I already knew that, and I knew what those guys were, even though they had brown uniforms trying to look all official and uh, <laughs> looking like uh, kind of Steve Irwin <laughs> types. But I knew that they were con artists. So the guys in my hood, I'm like, I'll give you one second to move. Hit the horn. He didn't move. So he got a little bit of hood surfing for a little while till they got off the hood. And that's how <laughs> I understand if you're not um, or a traveler, maybe a little more frail or maybe don't think you're so tough. But don't show a sign of weakness in, in doing that, because if you do, you're going to at best case scenario, lose a lot of time. But worst case, they're going to uh, get you involved in things that you don't want to be. So always hold your ground and be like, no, I'm going to where I want to go. You better move. You're not going to tell me what to do. Get out of the way. And uh, that attitude tends, <laughs> and this is just speaking from my experience, to show you're not going to, they're not going to waste their time with you. You already know what they're up to. So they're like, okay, the, the jig is up. Uh, this will go on to the easier prey. And that's usually how scams work, is like a a lion attacking a herd. They're not going to attack the strongest one, the one that's already uh, uh, a a mile ahead of the the pack. They're wanting to pick off the stragglers, the ones that are confused, don't know which direction they're going, the ones that are a little bit behind. That's the easier prey. So if you know, like, hey, no, I know I'm going here, I've done my research before. I know this is where I go. This is what I should look for. And if anything seems out of line, then it is. Don't don't go for it, no matter how convincing. And they can be pretty convincing. Even though we got through there, I got to the official parking. And at um, Manuel Antonio at the ticket office, even the tour guides in front of the ticket office are con artists. They, they have everything to get the real guides, you have to go through the gate, and then there they stand. Now, those guys on the outside, probably pretty decent chaps, and they will uh, take you on a tour, but for a little bit more money. And the only official ones are on the inside, and I knew that as well, but didn't use one, and saw all the animals anyway. But that's just how easy it is because you assume, hey, we're here at the, the this is the ticket office of the, the park. They're definitely not going to allow scammers right at the ticket line, are they? Well, they do. So you just need to be aware of what to expect. Anytime you inform yourself, you're much better prepared and you're uh, less likely to experience any of this. And I know that sounds very simple. And it's like, yeah, what are you, my mom? Well, maybe this whole podcast seems like I'm your mom talking to you, but just trust me, you, you need to follow some certain guidelines and at least prepare yourself to know what your official thing should look like. You want to go to a certain place, you need to know what to expect because if you don't, you will get 
taken every time. So I want to move more into like urban scams. Like what what can go on for urban scams? Oh, but actually, yeah, this one, maybe you have been caught by this one. Um, this is, I was reminded when I went to Vegas, the sign, the, the welcome to Las Vegas, that uh, the, the white sign with all the kind of Elvis looking text and letters. There's a guy there, official city photographer or whatever he wears. He has people lined up in a long line that he is the official photographer. Now, does that make sense? Is there anywhere in America that you can't go to something some, <laughs> and take your own freaking picture? No, there's not. So why would you stand in line for this guy to hold you? Hey, hey, hang on. No, you can't go there. You can't. Tell him to buzz off. He's capitalizing on something that is paid for by the public. It should be access to all. And he's a scumbag trying to take advantage of that. And I know this podcast, I'm a little more aggressive than normal because dealing with this all the time and while traveling, it really, it does hit a nerve with me because I don't appreciate it. And the more people like that we can expose, the better. And I think traveling should be safe. People shouldn't be seen as a, a like a money pinata every time they go out to get, hey, just, you know, hit them long enough. Cash will finally start coming up. So, yeah, that guy in Vegas, he's 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 a con artist and a scam. There's no official uh, regulation to that. You can go up there and take a picture. He tells you, hey, you need to go in line and wait. No, tell him to, <laughs> you know, tell him to buzz off. So maybe that guy did take a picture for you and you probably gave him a tip and you're like, well, what do you think? He, he, he did click the button there, a $5 tip, yeah, for five seconds of work uh, <laughs> that he doesn't pay taxes to or uh, no other business. And coming from a business perspective, and that's a way of looking at it, the businesses that do have to pay for the high rent and all the uh, sufferings of dealing with only good business. They can't go there and set up shop. So why do you let these people, why do you let con artists do it? So if you know there's a scam, let people know, say, hey, you're in line. This guy's, you know, he's full of crap. Uh, just at least help spread the word. So on to, on to China, one of the, the common ones, and this, but this happens all over the world. And it's called the tea house scam. You may have heard of it, maybe not, but what the tea house scam is, could be a guy or a girl, uh, but you're at a, a place. This one would always happen at the Bund. It's where the Shanghai has the financial district. So you have all the big buildings and everyone's taking the, you know, just super cool pictures. Well, you'll have this, this will happen. So you, you don't be paranoid about it, but it's quite common in Asia, especially if you're uh a uh, white guy, white girl with blonde hair, you're, you're going to get a lot of attention. And uh, usually it's from other tourists coming from different parts of China or Asia. And they might want to take a picture with you. Now, I'm not saying be uh, rude to everyone. I'm not saying be rude to anyone. But just be a little cautious when the girl's a little cute. And also be careful with your bags at this time because this is a common one. They can, you know, nick your bags, pick your pocket there. Or just start up conversation with you. Oh, thank you for taking the picture with me. Or can you take my picture? 
than, oh, hey, I want to practice English and then talking, talking. Actually, I was looking online. This is like the best one, uh, this best tea house in China. Have you been there? It's just like here around the corner. Yeah. What will happen is you'll go there, have a normal tea, this and that, but then you'll get a bill. She'll go to the bathroom, you'll get a bill, and it'll be for, I don't know, 2000 US dollars. Oh, you can't pay for that. Well, then out comes some other guys, and you start to notice, hey, there's no one in this place. This one happens a lot. It happens with inviting you to tea houses or to like smaller restaurants. It also happens with helping write letters. They'll do this like, hey, my English is so bad. Can you help me go over this or that? Uh, that's a sign that you're, a, you're about to walk into a world of hurt. And what they do, you don't have it. They're going to take you to the ATM and, and make you get it or at least get what they can out of you. And this one I have... Not like personally from my friends, but I have interacted with people who have been caught by that. And it can happen. And it's usually to younger guys, younger guys traveling alone. <clears throat> it could have even happen to a couple of guys. So don't think just because you're uh, with a buddy, if you think you can let your guard down, that's the wrong time to do that. But that one is very common. So be a little wary if people are overly friendly, wanting to, um, wanting to, invite you to some lo local place that's the best in the world that no one knows about, right? Because you might get that bill that's just a little bit much. And uh, I don't know how you'd get out of that one. It, it can be tough because also this will not happen in China, but it, it will happen a lot in Southeast Asia, is getting the police involved. And I don't know what you think of where is the line with a policeman is how do you know this guy's got a blue t-shirt on that says police that's the police and he just magically shows up are you willing to bet that he's not the police <laughs> and go hard against him when he, he he might be so that's what i'm saying with that one be very careful and you this one might not apply to you but hey you want to smoke a little weed in thailand right Everything's legal in Thailand. He's, I mean, you rent machine guns. Uh, you can get RPGs to shoot water buffalo. Blow them to kingdom come. Let's get a little weed on the beach. Eh, wrong. All drugs are illegal in Thailand. And they're punishable by death. Any drug. That's right. Weed. Uh, don't even need to go further. Like cocaine, heroin. Yeah, those definitely. But even weed is punishable by death. So you get a guy. Hey, man, you, you know... What's up this week? Yeah, let's, sure. Oh, I'm an undercover cop. Is he? You don't know. So that one goes south a lot. And I do know that the Thailand has a lot of these problems that they do tend to cover up. And you can knock yourself out online by looking at this, uh, how, how often this happens with tourists getting called on the wrong end of deals. And it, it's not very publicized uh, as, as much as I think it should be is the the Russian mob involvement in Thailand, especially in uh, Pattaya. Uh, we, we were in Pattaya, and I noticed a scam right away. Is uh, uh, And this one is anytime you're renting, you must take pictures of everything. And that goes back to kind of asserting some kind of, maybe not authority, but asserting some uh, ability to take care of yourself is going to keep you a, at least better than being careless and airheaded 
about a situation. That's going to get you in more trouble. But you rent anything, a car, motorcycle, jet skis. You take a million pictures, critique the crap out of the thing. And if they're reluctant to let you take it, then let them be reluctant and move on because they're probably wanting you to scam you. What they do, oh, here's a scratch, right? We're getting the police involved. Boom, police show up. They might have legit uniforms. Well, they're working with that guy. So this one happens a lot. And that one you could YouTube all day long with people getting scammed in uh, Patia with uh, the, the jet skis. The jet ski rentals, any kind of rental, the scooter rental. Be exercise, super caution with that and always go everything with a fine tooth comb and just criticize it because if you keep doing that, they're going to realize like, uh, yeah, he, this dude's got maybe is going to be more trouble than he's worth. So if they're like, you know what, I don't want you to rent it. If you ever come across that, don't argue. Just go on. Consider yourself lucky. So again, careful, careful, careful whenever you're doing that. If you ever want to buy <laughs> weed or drugs in another country, I mean, just think, if, is that something you do in the States? If it is, you know the risk here, but there it's a whole lot worse. So if you ever get involved with that, it's you you're just easy to easy to scam you might get away with it you're like hey i've done it this many times that what makes you think you know what's going on in another country or somebody shows up flashes you a badge you, know, you really want to at that point are you going to test to see if they really are a cop or not they're going to let you off maybe they really are cops it's just it's just not worth it so just avoid that entirely. But when you're renting, you kind of have to exercise the same kind of caution because they can throw that against you and be like, hey, here's the cops are showing up. And even if you realize, hey, the cops are involved, they still can be very real cops. And that does happen. They're real cops working with that guy. That's how they get their, uh, that's how they supplement their checks is to cut deals with those guys and uh, shake down tourists. So, if you get involved in that, uh, my advice is record it as much as you can. Start recording and don't let them back you into a corner. So some things to think about. And one more before I go is uh, actually there'll, there'll be two of them is gifts. Anytime someone offers you something, don't take it. It, it, it. That sounds so simple, but you will not believe unless you've been in Asia what a ball-headed guy in an orange robe can do. If he comes up and gives you some Buddha beads, people take it. Oh, thank you. Oh, wait, he wants money. Oh, no. Yeah. Is Are they monks? A lot of them are, but some of them are just good scammers. This is, the guy's bald by, by a robe. Same way with a, like a cop t-shirt. You don't have to usually show any identification to buy it, right? So that one, it's very easy to let your guard down. And if you think about that, you're like, hey, if I was up in, uh, you know, in uh, Hunan, in the, that's the home of Zen Buddhism up in the mountains, and this guy walked up to me and or asked me to sign something, I might just sign it. You know, it's like, hey, this uh, this helps for kids getting food. Okay, now for your donation, you sign. This says this is a donation slip. Are you backing out? And then, oh no, there's another guy right behind me. He looks a little more aggressive than the 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 pious little monk. So just if you, if you wouldn't do it in your home, don't do it when you travel. Okay, 
The last one I want to lead off with, and it goes back to the rental. This usually doesn't happen so much with motorcycles. It can, but it usually happens with cars. You rent a car, and a lot of cars in different places, they're obvious that they're rentals, especially if you're like me, a white guy in Costa Rica wearing a flowered shirt with a car that is like every other car on, on the rental market. It's obviously a rental car. I'm on vacation. Well, they can... They come up to you, they they wave you down, they flag you, say, your tire's flat, you have a flat tire. Boom, you stop, get out of the car. Oh, it it is flat. Then they're going to be overly nice to help you. Now, I'm not saying that anytime you've had a flat tire or someone wants to offer help, that this is the case, but you need to throw up flags immediately because what they do, they usually have a family and they can have some teenage girls, even younger ones, even kids. They will go through all your stuff and you're going down the road, and now you don't have a passport, wallet, and your cameras because they took them out of the car, and you never knew it. This one happens all the time. All the time, it's called the flat tire scam. And if you rent cars, I've heard of it happening as soon as people pull out of the uh, out of out of the airport and just get get right on the highway. As soon as they get out of the airport, they they've left the lot, and then hey, somebody's already flagged flagged them down and said, hey, you have a flat tire. Well, crap, I did. Well, here, hey, no problem. My brother works there. I'll help you. Oh, thank you so much. And then by the time you realize it, who was it? I don't know. They're gone. That one is very common. And the one I will finish up with one more is baggage. What you carry, backpacks. I don't like carrying backpacks anytime I'm in a urban area, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's like New York, uh, in in Europe, Asia, in in the cities, I carry more of a satchel and always keep my bag to the side or in front of me. It's not the 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 most comfortable way to carry something, but it's so easy to slice your bag from behind. Whatever falls out in, let's say you're in Shanghai. There's a 28 million people, elbow to elbow, well, not even elbow to elbow. It's belly button to belly button. <laughs> And somebody bumps you, you you're not going to notice after the first five seconds you're in, you're in China. You're just used to it. It's out of your mind. Well, it's very common to come up behind you, slice your bag, and then whatever falls out, they'll just take it, and then you, you won't you won't know. You won't know till it's over. So I always advise carrying some kind of satchel or just carry your bag like at a. Uh, underneath your arm or, or to the side. Now, now for guys, it's especially American guys, it's not so natural to do that. But maybe as a woman, you're used to a person doing that. You have to do that whenever you're traveling in larger cities, especially in Europe as well. This goes on all the time. It's probably the most common way of getting ripped off is just slicing your bag and letting whatever fall out. They don't have to take your bag because you're thinking, hey, this backpack, it's on my back. It's bolted down. I got it buckled. They just come up and slice it. And that little pocket, that's where everyone puts their valuables. <laughs> it's the easiest part. It's like, I don't want any of the other. I don't want your shoes or that. I want what's in the small one. Boom, there comes the phone and passport. So hopefully this gives you some ideas of what not to do. And maybe you thought like, ah, man, I did get ripped off by that. If you did, please let me know. Facebook, Rambling Me Jones Podcast. If this helped you, also let me know. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time.